Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? Ho, ho, ho. It's Tud. And I'm Obert. Listen, I'm not taking kindly to that ho, ho, ho-ness, okay? <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to come at me like that. I think he was calling each, all three of us hoes. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah. We would be the, I would be way more offended if he just said ho-ho. But oh, he, the fact he that he threw himself, himself in. in okay. Right. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Hoes must unite. I, 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 I think I've heard that in a song before. <laughs> Quick, yeah. I need a beat. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh, yes, I guess uh, uh, happy, happy holidays to, to, to the, to the, to the beer, to the listeners. Good, good job. Yep. Glad you got that out. <laughs> yep. The beer drinkers, the listeners to yep. <laughs> the beer drinkers, everybody. The, the beer liking people. <laughs> no. Now, as the listeners know, you know this is this is early for them. Um, so we're trying to remind them, kind of like I reminded them to take their turkey out of the the freezer a week beforehand. I'm reminding them to get their freaking Christmas shopping done because yeah. it'd be slim pickings out there, folks. If you haven't gone out and shopped yet, don't be that person going out on the 24th because you literally might be buying them coal. If you don't have a tree <laughs> by now, you should get out there and chop one down. Yeah, yeah. Go in your neighbor's yard. Take that nice, you know. Douglas fir that they've got growing there that, that you know sheds needles into your pool and onto your stuff and chop that son of a bitch right down and stick it in your house. There you go. That's how you. That's how. <laughs> that's how you uh, acquire a Christmas tree. What like I don't know. We don't. We don't have ours set up yet. Do you guys have yours set up yet, Todd? Obert? Yeah, we we have ours set up. I, Obert doesn't have one. I guarantee. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, I, I don't have a Christmas tree. <laughs> you know, I, I I said I asked that question meaning Tud because I know you you're married, and then I was like, well, I would feel bad if Obert had his set up and was like really proud of it. So right, like, right. I, oh, I think Obert revealed that he only had a stocking. Not two I do stockings. have the stocking. <laughs> I do have a stocking out, and it's like laying on top of the mantle because I haven't found the thing to hang it yet. Fair. But it's That's over fair. there. Okay. I have a stocking. So it's basically, just looks it looks like, like a dirty sock on top of your It mantle. just looks like a sock I threw on top of my fireplace. <laughs> but I do have a stocking. Oh, okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Oh, man. But uh, uh, I hope you guys were were uh, were nice this year. I don't know. Not so sure. Uh, me, it's, you know, you never know. But... You gotta ask the big man himself. Gotta, gotta ask the big man up north. Wait, what are you asking you are, me? I, I'm, uh, oh, you are. Oh, you are all, both those things. You're a big man out up north. Tud, was I nice this year? No. Damn it! Again, that's was thir- was Chris thir- naughty this year? Yes, very very oh, naughty. Oh yeah. What are you giving? What is he gonna find in his stocking? He knows. Could be a good stocking this year. Thankfully. About time. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever rectify the whole stocking issue? Like, do you have a stocking now? Me? No. No, I don't. Um, the boys do, I guess. I don't know. Um, I don't have a stocking. Dana might have one, but it might be empty. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, so wait. So, so Dana heard the last episode, or two episodes ago, and she still did not go out and get you a stocking. I might have a stocking. I don't know. I don't remember. Well, it's not, it's it's really... not a big... It's not a big part of my Christmas. Is it? Is it laying on top of your fireplace? <laughs> no, like, we have. Where is it out? We have no Christmas stuff up right now, except for these lovely decorations behind me. But outside of that, we have no Christmas stuff up. Um, oh, I was yeah. gonna say it'd be really easy to like count. Like, are there four stockings hanging, or are there three, or are there two? Right. I know the boys have stocking stuffers, so um, they are getting stockings. Uh, but uh, I don't think I don't think the adults get a stocking. It's like, it's like the Christmas kids table, but, but, but anyway, <laughs> all of this, I, you know what I wish is in my stocking? What? Well, what, what will be, it will be in your stocking. If it turns out you were nice this year, Chris. Oh, thank you, Obert, for that beautiful seg, uh, question. Uh, I, I'm hoping it's a delicious beer to drink because I am thirsty. <laughs> oh man. Well, you know. Since I am the big man up north, I will. I'll take. I'll take first rein at driving this sleigh this week. Um, this week I, you know, we're in honor of Christmas. We are doing our Christmas beers this week, and then next week we'll be doing a Christmas cocktail. So, in order to get everybody on the same page, 
the three of us will be providing you with great beers to drink this year today. We're really we're really milking it for two different weeks, two different Correct. episodes here. And on top of the gingerbread <laughs> one last week, three weeks. Yeah. Listen. Listen, it's a it's a big occasion. <laughs> so this this week I brought a beer called Saint Bernardus Christmas Ale, brewed by Belgian family brewers out of Watu province of West Flanders in Belgium. Oh, now where'd you find this guy? I was at the package store. Uh, I noticed it sitting there, all pretty in its big giant bomber self with its, you know, corked top and metal cage. And I was like, ooh, this will be good for the pod. Um, As you guys can see, it is a bomber. Um, It's got a picture of, I believe, a monk in a Santa hat. Uh, I I know it's not Santa because he doesn't have a beard. So, (laughs) yeah. I believe it's a monk. I think we've Santa always hat. already established canonically that you're Santa. So right. Yes. Yes. I mean, I am fat. I have a beard. If I just had the red hat on, perfect. Uh so let's go ahead and pop this thing open. It weighs in at oh boy, at ten percent ABV. Nice. Ooh, nice little pop there, like Pringles. Once you pop, but, the ABV don't stop. I was gonna say, unlike Pringles. You, where you can put the lid back on the can. There's no put that cork back in this bottle. <laughs> so I tried my best not to crisp pour, but unfortunately... Hold on, hold on. Fail. Go! Uh. Um, so while this head goes down, let me uh, let me describe what it smells like. So on the nose, I get a lot of those Bel- those hints of Belgian flavor. Uh, smells a little like um, really ripe banana. Get a, get a lot of uh, like a malt backbone sniff as well. And definitely some of those Belgian spices. I'm trying to see if there's what makes this so special. Now, I got to say, just based on looking at it, it definitely looks a lot darker than I was going to guess for a Belgian. Yeah, it, it is very ambery. Um, it looks a little bit darker on the webcam than it would in person. Mm. But it is, you can see through it, it's very clear. But it is also dark. It's almost like 50 uh, SRMs. I would say it's like halfway to a billion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I want to know why this. I want to know what makes it a Christmas ale. Besides the fact that it's season, a seasonal ale brewed, ale brewed annually for the holiday season, the bottle does not describe to me what makes this Christmassy. Well, I have the flavor profile up on. Um, my computer. I, I wanted to let you, I didn't want to color your description by reading off some of their things, but it's, it sounds like they just kind of try to throw flavors, spices of the season into this beer, if that so, makes sense. So like cinnamon and nutmeg and... Well, you'll have to tell us. Ginger. I will, I'll give you a quick hit and uh, say that none of those words are on this description I'm reading. So. <laughs> So maybe it's a little different than uh, our normal, well, you know, rain, rain darker stats. I mean, how do yeah. I know, like, what the Belgians think of Christmas? Like, they could think Christmas is like lemons and limes, for all I know. That would like anchovies. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be gross? Chris, would you rather drink a Clamato or an anchovy beer? I don't know. I would drink no. the anchovy beer. Yeah, I mean, doubt. I would try the anchovy beer. <laughs> <laughs> Have... You guys have both had oyster stouts before, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that is, yeah. and they're not bad. They have oysters no. in them. I, I think a I think a clam beer wouldn't be that bad without the tomato. To be honest, it would be it would be not great, but the tomato is only making it worse. Yeah, and as yeah, not a tomato fan either. We went over that. Listen, many episodes ago, that was a fun yeah. that was a fun episode, memorable episode, for memorable. Me. There you go. There you go. Yes. That was an episode, yes. <laughs> an episode. That I will right. never forget. Now the head's kind of died down, I can kind of I can kind of kind of work my way through the head to get to the beer. So let's let's dive on in. And just for the listeners, uh, that was a 50/50 split of head to beer in that mug. <laughs> it's beer 30 and I'm thirsty. I've been working like a dog all week long, so maybe something cold won't hurt me. Cause it's beer 30, and it's time to party. Yeah, baby! So, it is very different from most other Belgians I've had. 
there are definitely different flavors. I do still get some of that ripe banana and some of those Belgian spices, but it's it's a little bit more citrusy than I was expecting. Like I do get some hints of like some type of citrus. I I'm I'm drawn when I think about what this beer tastes like. I remember being a kid in Boy Scouts and making like those like Christmas decorations where you took the orange and you shoved a whole bunch of cloves in it and the cloves like dried out the orange. That's kind of like what... And it was like a potpourri smell. Yeah, it's kind of like what this beer tastes like. Like, I, I, I get a lot of, like, potpourri taste. but Well, like, so... Todd, I'm happy to tell you that words on this description do include dried fruits, so... <laughs> okay, cool, 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 cool. So we've, we've moved down, like, what is the thing that, that all the people eat at Christmas time? Oh, fruitcake. So we're, we're moving towards, like, a, like a spiced fruitcake route um i do get some cloviness to it that's kind of what made that's kind of what tipped me off to the 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 orange thingamabob it is very bubbly i don't know what else like there's there's definitely a strong malt flavor but like the belgian malt flavor it's not like a not like a bud light style you know beer flavor like this this hides it's 10 percent abv like really well um it does taste like a beer meant for meant for the cold um warm your bones a little bit of warm your bones it kind of tastes a little like i don't know how to make mold wine but it kind of has like that same like flavor profile of like a mold wine yeah i think well so let me read let me read the description and i think uh it's going to complement what what you're, what you're saying and maybe you can have some thoughts on it too because maybe this will help you give some direction but uh it says that the saint bernardus christmas ale is an intensely dark beer with a full yet slightly fruity flavor, overflowing with the taste of winter and zesty seasonal aromas. Anise notes are complemented by hints of creamy caramel and fire-roasted chestnuts. This zestiness shows no signs of abating, pushing through to a magnificent finish of dried fruits and chocolate. Just like all of our beers, this brew bears the imprint of the unique St. Bernardus yeast dating back to 1946 that gives it its own special complexity. Interesting. So there's, it's its own brand of yeast. Maybe that's yeah. what makes it so bubbly, I guess. I mean, it does have a different bubble. Like, pro, I know that it's, it's weird that I'm talking about the bubbles of this beer, but it does have a different like bubble profile than, than most other beers. Like they're a little, like they're much more prevalent, but like much more dull than a normal bubble. I know that's kind of like, I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but... Less pringly. <laughs> Less pringly, but, like, more abundant, if that makes any sense. Well, I want to hear more about the flavors, if you're getting these uh, slightly fruity flavor, zest, zesty seasonal aromas, creamy caramel. How about that? I don't get any caramel. How about fire-roasted chestnuts? Oh, yes. So thank you for reminding me about that. I never had a chestnut. <laughs> never roasted one over an open fire. I've never roasted. I'm not. I don't claim to be a nut expert. I've never had a chestnut roasted on an open fire. I imagine that they're probably pretty plain. Well, you gotta do what I do. Next time you go to the grocery store, go down the nut aisle and try every single nut. <laughs> Remember back in the day when you could like go down the nut aisle, the nut aisle, and like pick out nuts and like scoop them into a bag. It would be perfect for that experiment. Oh, there you go. Um, but yeah, how about finishing dried fruits and chocolate? We already, you already mentioned the dried fruits, but I get a lot of fruits, maybe like, no, I don't get any chocolate. Like there's, there's no bitterness. There's no, it's not like cacao. I don't get any like milk chocolate. No, I get a lot of the, the dry aged fruits. Um, some of the Belgian flavors, a lot of the pringliness or the, the, the not pringliness, but the abundantness of the, of the, the carbonation. No. Do you think I, it would pair well with chocolate? Yes, I think this would pair well with a with a dessert. Like I could see this going well with like a fruit cake or like a Christmas cookie or something along that lines, where it's, a, it's very sweet. And this being on the you know it's a drier Belgian for sure would pair well with something that was like super sweet. So like if mm. I had a piece of like German chocolate Belgian cake, Belgian chocolate cake. I know the Belgians and the Germans don't really get along, but if if I had a piece of Belgian chocolate cake, this would pair really well with that. Because it would be like a yin to its yang. Mm. Sounds good. Maybe next, uh, you know, bring one to your holiday party. Serve it for the dessert course. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, you know, I, I will have to go out and buy another bottle of these because this was, this was pretty good. I kind of like this. Um, 
I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a three seven five, and that's that's high for a Belgian for me. Um, as we all know, mm. the highest Belgian I've ever had was Left Handed Path by Labyrinth, because honestly, the best Belgian I've ever had in my life. Uh, um, so this one is this one's a pretty strong contender for me. Like it's it's solid. I'd go buy another one of these. Nice. Let me um, pull it up here on Untapped. I'm assuming it has a shit ton of check-ins on Untapped. Fourteen. Is that weird? <laughs> Only one. Oh, wait, no, that's friends. 103,185. That's a lot. As I said, a shit ton of check-ins. I don't know. Belgians, you know, nobody likes Belgians. Don't tell that to the Belgians. (laughs) But this one's good. I mean, maybe people like, I don't know, people like Christmas ales? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know how to guess this one. We might be losing a point on this one. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> 1.6. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, Sorry, it was a point five. <laughs> three eight. I'm going to just split the difference because I don't know where to go. Three eight five. Oh, man. 3.89. Damn. Okay. Nicely done. Point oh four. Nicely done. That was yeah. closer than I expected. <laughs> but the people who've checked it in in bottles were the three point eight seven. So no, oh, look at that. Do I get to do I get to go by that score? No. <laughs> what was it point point oh four or point oh five? Point oh four or five or point one. Point five. Interesting, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Belgium. That's a highly rated Belgian. I think I think more people like Belgians than this podcast. What is a Chimay like blue rated? Seven. Oh, the mythical seven. <laughs> Be fucking three great. Point, three point nine two. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I, uh, okay. I mean, which is the highest of all the Chimays? Is the Chimay blue? Yes, it goes blue, then white, red, gold. Funnily enough, which is their dark t- triple double. And then a Pater Spear? Never heard of that one. So I, I should point out, by the way, before we before I move on to one of you guys drinking, this is not a triple or a double. This is just a nail. It does not yeah, say... Yeah, on, on their website, it, it describes it as a quad. Oh, okay. Uh, on the bottle, it yeah. does not say quad. There's a lot of words in the back, and I, I'm not right. going to lie, I have not read <laughs> all of the words. But in my, in my quick glancing, I did not notice quad as or quadruple as as a word i did notice that it does somewhat describe describe the carbonation and i do feel like i need to point that out because i feel like we didn't talk enough about the bubbles in this, yeah, you, you, this is it must be some bubbles because you keep going back to them so this <laughs> sounds like a beer i've never like nothing i've ever tasted before yeah it says so after the brewing process these traditional ales are matured in tanks for three months before being bottle conditioned and the result is a naturally carbonated living ale, which will satisfy the taste even of the most discriminating connoisseurs. So it's it's a carbonated living ale. It's I I've never had a beer described like that before. Well, it's bottle fermented, right? If that's it's bo- what yeah, bottle conditioned. It. Yeah. Mm. So it's I wish you guys had this so you guys could back me up on the because I I've never talked about bubbles this much and I think that <laughs> this something You're going start, on with this beer. You're starting to sound like CJ. Bubbles. Kid goes nuts for bubbles. <laughs> well, me and CJ have something in common. If I'm drinking this beer and he's playing with bubbles, we can bond over bubbles. <laughs> All right, so that's that's enough of my beer. Um, who else wants to, who wants to go next in celebrating the holiday spirit? You can you can go, Chris, if you're ready. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I didn't want to. I didn't want to jump in and hog the spotlight. I'm still warming up my beer a little bit here. So oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I actually took I took mine out early uh, as well because uh, I have a very special beer, um, and uh, it's it's uh, how I've had special. This be- how special is it? Um, so this is one uh, from uh, my good friends over at Hardywood Brewing Company. Oh, I had them on the. <laughs> <laughs> I had them on the pregame last week. Uh, you know, I had one of their other beers on the pregame. Go check it out. Check out the Patreon for that. Uh, but this one was a new uh, offering that I saw uh, in in the stores when I bought, um, you know, Lowe's Foods, of course. And this is their Christmas 
pancakes. So, um, and you see a little gingerbread man eating pancakes on the front. It, it is an imperial milk stout with spices, honey, and maple syrup. So, so uh, no gingerbread. No gingerbread. No gingerbread. But it is uh, it's nine point two percent. So it's a bit. We have some big boys on the podcast so far tonight. Um, Dude, this is like... easy mode, the one that actually tells you the flavors on the can. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like most Christmas beers are boozy. I don't know why that is. Maybe you want to you know, not remember your family all being over your house and hanging out with them. So That's they want to make is. higher ABV beers. Right. Is the, does this one have all sorts of claims all over it that it's like a perfect beer? And Oh, let, let, I, let me look. Let me look at the can. Um, while I, I'm pouring now, pouring now, pouring now. Poor, 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 poor. Wow, you actually had a good pour this week, and I had the shit pour. You had the bad pour. The tud pour, as they call it. Um, that's that's what the kids call it in the streets. So, uh, I mean, like just like a beautiful-looking beer. Um, you can't even see Bulbasaur. Nope, nope. It's dark, 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 dark. Uh, nice uh, brown, frothy head. Um, a very nice-looking, like, you know, if you were to pour a really nice-looking stout, that's what it looks like. Let's see. Um just a top-rated brewery. We went over that. Mm. We did it on the podcast, though. So on the pregame. On the pregame. Uh, so this just simply says, uh, "Hardywood Christmas Pancakes takes our gingerbread stout out for breakfast. We intensify our already decadent GBS." So I guess there is some gingerbread-ish in here. Kind of uh, should with, describe that on the front of the can if it's going to be I, a gingerbread stout. You know, I agree. I agree. <laughs> With gallons of local maple syrup for a sweet and sticky treat. Who doesn't love breakfast for dinner? Best enjoyed fresh. So uh, that's your little little uh, walk into it. So um, I like very- the I like the rhetorical question, but I think a better one would be who doesn't like having beer for breakfast? <laughs> I know that's why I was thought they were going, but I guess not. Um, is is North Carolina known for their maple syrup? Well, this is Virginia, and is Virginia known no? for their maple syrup? <laughs> <laughs> like I know their state starts with a V, but it's not Vermont. All all V states, V states get the get the maple syrup. Yeah, um, I don't think so. I was I was as reading as I was reading that can, I was also taken aback. I'm sure there's maple syrup there. Uh, <laughs> there are maple trees. I'm sure it's like cherry me. cherry don't syrup. Quote me on that. I know, right? Um, but I will okay. So here's here's an update, quick update. The head's gone. Bye, head. It was very fast. Very I still fast. have head in mine, just as an FYI, yeah. in case you would like to share some. Yours was most yours was mostly head when you poured it, though. I think we need to talk more about the bubbles in Ted's beer. We got to interrupt Chris's beer review to talk more about Ted's bubbles. <laughs> bubbles still taste weird, guys. Bubble alert! Bubble alert! Um, but it is still dark as night. On the nose, you get a lot of that. Uh, you get a lot of the spices more so than you do anything else. Maybe just a slight hint of maple syrup. Um, and, you know, this isn't this. I don't know if this is it's not necessarily spoil. I've had this beer already. I have not checked it in. I purposely did not check it in because of um, I was like, this beer is good. Got to have it on the pod. So um, so I already know what to expect. But, you know, for myself here, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to take some drinks and tell you what it's about. So. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Uh, I, I get. You know, I the like beer. Da na 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 makes me feel mellow. Makes me feel mellow. Doom, doom, doom. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kiwi and Jordan. All right, so this beer is delicious um, and nutritious, probably. Um, no, it's part of it, a complete breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's it's extremely extremely good. Uh, you do get hit um, right in the right in the face with some uh, some of the spices. Now maybe there's some there's some gingerbread gingerbread ish in there, but. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say it's akin to a gingerbread cookie, um, but there is some nice spices, some nutmeg, some cinnamon, things of that nature. And then it kind of hits you really, uh, really strong with some maple syrup. The maple syrup is very prevalent in this beer. So, um, but thanks, it, Virginia. 
Thanks, Virginia. Good best maple syrup <laughs> in the country, Virginia. Uh, <laughs> uh, everybody from Vermont, just to just shut it off right now. No, they're uh, all driving to North Carolina to to murder you. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only thing we got. Um, but uh, it's a uh, it's really good. Really, it's nice and sweet. It's um, you know, I, I'll say it's. It's strong, but not overpowering. Like it, it still is uh, mellowed out pretty well. It's like it balances well with the with the spices uh, towards the back of it. Um, very smooth, nine point two percent, but no bite, like zero bite. Um, a little bit heavy. Uh, you know, this is not a beer you're gonna want to drink a bunch of, but uh, they, it's still very very good. Um, yeah. How are the bubbles? Smooth. The bubbles are um, probably less bubbly than normal. Uh, honestly, it's um, what a, it's a weird phenomenon. Uh, I actually read on the can that they had to give bubbles uh, to your beer to, to, <laughs> to keep that the ex- bubble equilibrium. So that explains uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it's not overly bubble. It's not overly pringly or anything. It's just uh, you know it's nice and smooth, uh, velvety as you expect from uh, Imperial Milk Stout. Um, it it is a bit. It, it can be sweet. It, like if you're not a fan of sweet beers, it might not be for you. Um, but I don't know. I think I just I think I just like maple syrup and beers, guys. I think I've come to this realization that <laughs> maple syrup plus beer equals good. Um, maybe not always, but this in the when done right when done right yeah like i've had some bangers with uh maple syrup i mean who doesn't like maple syrup and beer it honestly may be the most perfect addition to any stout ever it might be uh, i mean like i can't think of anything better um bourbon barrels maybe i don't know bourbon yeah i guess may, yeah bourbon um maybe, maybe bourbon with maple maple bourbon yes yes we've done it you know, I've I never had maple in an IPA, so who knows? It could be the perfect addition to an IPA as well. That's tr- that's true. That's true. That's good. Good thinking. We shouldn't be giving away all of our secret beer recipes uh, on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's extremely good. Um, this is one of those beers that I flirt with a uh, like a extremely high score. Uh, I can't think of anything like honestly wrong with it. Um, I'm not like I'm torn. I think I'm going to give it a very very solid four and a half i think i'm gonna give it a very solid four and a half like creeping up on four seven five um i i don't know it's just it's a beer made for me made for me by me um you know well not but you know you know in theory it was made by me uh you had a dream where you made a beer like this exactly exactly you bought hardywood now i did yeah yep but no i i think i'm gonna give it a solid four and a half um i i don't know how to make it better so don't come, don't at me, Hardywood. <laughs> I just, that's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling it in my bones. Um, so yeah, Christmas pancakes. It's a hit. Well, I will say that based on untapped, they did know how to make it better and they did add it to bourbon barrels. Oh, maple. damn it. Oh man. I wonder, maybe that is the case. Maybe that's what I need. Damn it. There's a bourbon barrel one. Bourbon barrel aged Christmas pancake. Shoot. That's that's the tick. If it listen, listeners, I I could probably get. It's got to be around here somewhere, unless they uh, never canned it. I guess that's true. Maybe the distribution was was very small. Um. Well, now I got a now I got a now I got another white whale. Oh, another white whale beer because this is this is very good. Uh, maybe bourbon barrels is exactly what it needs to bump it up to a four seven five or maybe even a five. Um. All right, so, so let me see. How many how many check-ins are on untapped? 8400. Okay, that's that's a bit higher than I thought it was going to be. Damn it. Um I'm trying to remember what the gingerbread stout was. I don't remember what it was, but it was high. It was high. 1.52. Oh, 1.52. Okay, so this is a 1.4. Uh it, I know, I remember the gingerbread being high. I can't remember how high. Um I don't think it's going to be as high as me. I feel like I I feel like this is a beer made for me. Um specifically but i think it's gonna be pretty 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 decent i'm gonna say 8400 check-ins for give me the information give me the 411 let's that's what i'm gonna do that's 4.11 yep okay just just verifying um close but not close enough it's a 4.03 oh wow okay huh all right well you know (sighs) i mean untapped has been known to be wrong at times i mean like right now yeah 
Yeah. I mean, honestly, we'll just we'll just we'll just call me a point oh I'll point oh two off, okay? Like yeah. Oh, yeah. we'll yeah. round Perfect. it down. Adju- adjusted adjusted rating, point oh two off. No big deal. Put it on the board. Uh, they, they also do a bourbon <laughs> so you know how like like they have KBS and CBS and mm-hmm. they do a bourbon GBS Ooh. as well. What is GBS? The gingerbread stout. Oh, okay. I got that you. I had last week. I was looking at the Kentucky Christmas pancakes, and uh, there's only 555 check-ins, so might be a brewery exclusive mm. thing. You got to use that Find It feature on Untapped. Maybe that'll help you. I think find this should it. be something you should search out, though. I mean, it sounds like something that needs to be had. Yeah. So here we go. All call to the listeners. If you can get me this bourbon barrel id. Hit me up on the hit, hit the email. Follow the email. Do that thing. Oh yeah, this is the bottle. Man, that looks really good. Oh yeah, listeners, if you want to find me a bottle of it too. <laughs> There's my Christmas pancake story. Over. What do you got to celebrate the big man up north? I will say. <laughs> so just before we move on, uh. the the gingerbread stout was rated a four point oh seven. So Untapped actually thinks that the gingerbread stout is better. Than the maple gingerbread stout. Interesting. I disagree, but apparently I am wrong. I mean, like we said, Untapped's been known to be wrong from time to time. Right. All right. Well, I have a beer that I'm very excited about. I bought it when it first hit the shelves. It was quickly sold out. Um, and this is from Rogue, and it is Santa's Private Reserve 2021 Kringle Crusher. Huh. Okay. Um, is Santa the Macho Man? Because yeah <laughs> he is I'm about to body slam this uh this kringle i guess this guy and uh or krampus i guess is what it says on the side of the can i had to i had to buy this beer when i saw this ridiculous topless buff santa just laying down this severe people's elbow looking body slam but uh well, let me read the side of the can to you guys because I got it. It's the Macho Man elbow drop, or the Macho. I can't do the voice. I I knew you would know what the move was called better than I would. So. <laughs> I knew this you, was the right group. Chris, can you do the Macho Man voice? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, <clears throat> Ooh, yeah. Nope. Can't. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. let me let me read the side of the can here. It says, when Santa caught Krampus stealing his beloved rum balls, he offered Krampus a choice. Either give them back or wrestle for them. Krampus, blinded by the allure of the delicious sweets, chose to face Santa in the ring. A poor choice as not even a full minute into the fight, Santa knocked Krampus down and landed a devastating elbow drop. Krampus, writhing in pain, conceded the match and handed over the rum balls. The elbow drop, forever known as the Kringle Crusher, and Santa's love for the confection are the inspiration for this year's Santa's Private Reserve. Enjoy. Yeah. And nice. uh Oh, I think I have the, the lightweight beer of the pot with 8.3%. So. Baby. I know. Put that in a yeah. bottle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let's take a look. I like that it Ooh, gave nice. you like a like a whole like wrestling match. On the side of your I know, head. right? I, I knew you guys would appreciate that. It smells delicious. It has the little flavor profile like rating thing on the side, and it's uh, very vanilla and malty and dark. For the th- or no, that's not dark. That's oak. Very vanilla, malty, and oaky are the three main flavors. And it has pairing suggestions too of au gratin potatoes, honey glazed ham, and of course rum balls. So. I don't think I've ever seen au gratin potatoes named as a pairing to any type of beer. Me neither. But, all right, so let's take a look. We got Head for Days here. It's beautiful beer. Billion SRM. Billion SRM. This is one, you know, I don't normally take a picture for the Instagram, but but I feel like I got to with this one, with this uh, just ridiculous can art. Okay, so without further ado, let me dive right in. Very, very sweet smelling. It says on the side, ale with natural vanilla flavor aged on oak rum barrel chips. So hmm. first impressions, definitely get 
that vanilla, the vanilla and the rum, for sure. You think Much it was more made with like vanilla a, rum? Could be. Um, definitely get a lot of those molassesy blackstrap rum type of flavors, where it's that super rich caramelly rum. This is very good. Uh, it's thinner than I was going to guess. I didn't see the ABV of only being 8.3, but it's not like coat the glass thick. Um, oh, one more thing from the can. Uh, the more you look at this can, the more fun stuff um, <laughs> pops out. It says on top, dedicated to surviving the holidays, which I appreciate. Again, it seems to be a common theme. High ABV beers to get you through the holidays. Yeah. And on the bottom, it says, want to chat, text us, and then it has their phone number. And the Canon date, so I don't know. Maybe I'll text Rogue and ask him what's up. What are they? What are they wearing? <laughs> you up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I poured the rest of the beer in the glass to kind of get those bottom, bottom feeding flavors that were just hanging out at the bottom of the can. Ask them if they um, want to go. Uh, you know, want to go ten rounds with you in a wrestling ring for the World Heavyweight Championship of Christmas. I should text him that and ask him. Yeah. Um, see if I can recreate the Kringle Crusher. But definitely getting boozier flavors as it warms up and as my palate adjusts to it. Getting a little bit more of that alcohol. I know I said the, the rum flavor, but I'm really getting that warmth too as it goes like, in. Like the burn? Yeah, a little bit. Not a lot of burn, but just that, just the hint of, of that stronger beer flavor, you know? I can't imagine this paired with all gratin potatoes, though. I feel like it'd be too creamy, really, to... I don't know. I wouldn't... I could see the honey-glazed ham. I could see having this beer next to you as you sit down to enjoy your Christmas feast. Um, That being said, I don't know if I would want to monopolize so much stomach room with this beer. You know what I mean? It's, like, pretty heavy to have if you're doing the whole feast. So... If you're carving the roast beast and all, but I like what is it. A, what is a rum ball, and does it pair well with a rum ball? Um, I had a bourbon ball before. I don't know. Maybe it was a rum ball. They're um, they're just like chocolatey, kind of like fudgy cookie things that are you know one inch balls with with sugar on them, but they are just like soaked in rum. So wasn't really for me. I don't really enjoy eating alcohol flavored dessert. But some people like it. Um, this is good. I think it definitely earned an extra quarter point for the can art and name and theme alone, for sure. <laughs> um, which is why this is going to get a solid, man, this is like a easy 4.1 on new untapped. But on old untapped, I'll give it the four and a quarter. Okay, nice. Awesome. Yeah, pretty yummy stuff. I got three more. I don't know if I should age them or if I should have them this Christmas. We'll see. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> or send them to two friends. Oh, I like That's that also option. an option. Yep. That's also a, an option. Do you guys like Rogue? I, I Honestly, I haven't had a lot of their stuff. I mean, I obviously, I've, he- I've heard of the Dead Guy Ale and things of that nature. But other than that, I haven't had it a lot. So Yeah, I, I, I haven't had a lot of them either. I remember they did a... Uh... A collaboration with Voodoo Donut a while ago, and that was pretty good. But I don't, I haven't had much of their stuff. Mm. You you're I, much closer than we are. Like you yeah. get a lot of probably the fresh stuff. Yeah, yeah, we don't get that much out here. But uh, you know, who knows if I'm ever back in Portland? I think that's where they're out of. If I'm ever back in Portland, I'll have to go to their brewery, check them out. Nice. Um, so there are two thousand three hundred and eighty nine check-ins on this beer. Okay, and is it this is just on the 2021 variant? This is the 2021 variant. I oh wait, I did spell crusher wrong. Well, I spelled it incorrectly, but with a C. Yeah, yeah. It's the only one that pops up for me. So yes, I think this might be the first year they did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, it is the 2021 variant. Okay, Um, 2,000 something check-ins. I got a really narrow window, Mm. so I really gotta lock this one down. Huh, what are people going to think of this beer? Um, I think they're going to like, not love. I think they're going to be pretty close to me. So you know what? I'll say the 4.10. Okay. It's not. It's uh, 3.83. Pretty low. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of low. Wrong. I, I, you know, 
no no tally mark this week. Untapped was wrong. Two out of three beers. <laughs> no tally mark. I'm calling. Uh, you know, it's it's only fair, really. It's only fair. Well, it's it's cold summer. It's cold cold winter. Tud cold cold winter fun with Tud at the moment. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hot summer CWFT. fun with all right. Well, anyway, I'll put in the Tud's tally mark on the board. All right. Listen, don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> there you go. Honk, honk, honk. Honk, honk, honk. Tud well, on you. the board again. Uh, you know, I think it's just Rogue's fault for not making a better beer. I mean, there's so many people to blame. <laughs> one, in doubt, one in doubt, blame the brewery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's just so many, so many things went wrong, and uh, it's all uh, not our fault. Uh, so, you know, I was, I was, I was excited for this episode. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, earlier today I was like, you know what, I'm going to stream, I'm going to stream. Uh, so I did and it was fun. Uh, but uh, I don't know what happened. Okay. My computer kind of like shut down. It was this whole thing. I don't know what happened. It was, it seems to be working now. I hope it's not dying. It's died on me before. I hope it doesn't die on me again. Um, but I was like, the entire, sh- like, not the entire stream, but like, I was like, oh, I only have like an hour left. I only have like 30 minutes left or whatever. I'm like, oh, we might have time for like one more game or whatever. Um, and then and, and Dana was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I have to record the podcast at nine. Like, you know, that's like normal recording time. She's like, it's not even eight o'clock. Like, what do you, what do you, somehow my computer is set one hour ahead of time. <laughs> So the whole stream, I was like, "Oh, I gotta end the stream soon," and uh, I, I, it was, I had a whole other hour. It's like, it's kind of like when you sleep, when you're sleeping, and you wake up, and you're like, you check your your clock or whatever, and it's like, "Oh, I have a whole hour and a half of sleeping." Oh, isn't that the best? <laughs> it's a great. I feeling. love that so much. It's a great feeling. Somehow your computer thought it was in Bermuda, though. I'm not I, I sure that one works out. I actually, I haven't fixed it yet. So right now, it says it's an hour later than it is. Um, so I have to I have to fix that, but it was so weird. I don't know what happened. Um, my 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 entire life is one one hour ahead, which isn't even. I've never lived in that time zone. Like I don't know, middle. You're of somewhere the out there in the off o- the coast. Yeah, in the ocean. That's right. Just hanging out. Oh man, an hour what, into the future. What time zone is that? Does it have a? I think it's a. I think it's. Ocean? Ad- Atlantic, because you're in Eastern, right? Yeah, I think it's yeah. Atlantic. Is Atlantic the next one over? Okay. What's yeah. two over? <laughs> I'm going to go with, I think that one's got to be Bermuda. That one's also Atlantic. I don't know. Atlantic two, but further. <laughs> Greenland time zone. Iceland well, that you, isn't, that G, isn't that GST, though? GST mm-hmm. or GMT? I don't know. We're going we're gonna to pull this up. This is a time zone facts. We're yeah. drinking along with friends. There we go. Time is different in different locations. <laughs> All right. So, a relativity podcast. <laughs> Time is a man made construct that doesn't have names. Why would you not have the names? It's well, yeah, because like... it's like I'm in mountain time zone, but a lot of times it just says Denver. You know what I mean? Mm. I was like, maybe it's so American that it's just like America plus one, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> America plus two. And then eventually you get to GMT. It's like, okay, well. Well, um, I'm on, yeah, I'm on the, the, the computer date and time thing. <laughs> Let's see, which way am I going? I know. Past, past, past uh, Central Time, Saskatchewan. There's a lot of these duplicates here. Haiti, where do they got to get? So it, Newfoundland, so, this is half an hour. So it appears that it'd be called, uh, it's minus six. So it's Easter Island Standard Time. So it's E-I-S-T. No, no. Minus six is central time. Oh, so we're looking for minus four. Yeah. Huh. Which is, as I said, uh, I think Atlantic time for the Atlantic provinces in Canada. That's where it gets its name. Let's talk about Maine moving to Atlantic time. They want to get out of there, but they need Boston to go with them. That's what they're saying. Yeah. And Connecticut wants to get out of (laughs) daylight savings time, and it needs, it, it wants Boston and New York to go with it. Yeah, really, who's following who there? <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> it's funny when the smaller populations are like, hey, this seems like a better idea. Hey, big guy, because you control 90% of what we do. Can you, uh, can you help us out a little bit? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't, see, uh, I don't see 
Bermuda on here. I don't know what time zone they're in, but I'm sticking with my theory that that's where Chris's computer thinks he, he is. <laughs> well, so I, just, I, see, I, I see Caribbean islands, and they're in AT. Yeah, but they're not in the Caribbean. Yes, they are. Is this geography lesson time with Ted? Aren't they? They're off the, they're off the coast of North Carolina. Hmm. Ted's going to Google, where is Bermuda right now? <laughs> he'll report I, back. I'm pretty sure Bermuda is considered part of the Caribbean. All right, well, while Ted does some Googling on And by the way, Bermuda it's also is, called, it's called PRT. That, we're going to play that special song from Jordan. <laughs> Who's gonna Who's gonna tell us all about our frosty mug of wisdom, which we're gonna fill with uh, geography lessons, Christmas presents, stocking suffers, which may or may not exist. Um, <laughs> Jordan, take it away. Test your handbook. Test your handbook. Test. Mug of Wisdom! Drink. Mug of Wisdom! Finish Eclavado. Jordan, thank you. As always, check him out. Wreck my podcast. Ted, what do you got to say? So, geographically, Bermuda is not part of the Caribbean. However, yes. Bermuda is an associate member of the Caribbean Community Secretariat. I don't know what so that in means. in other words, it's not a part of the Caribbean. <laughs> but, it is, but it is Ted, a look on a map. Look on a map where where Bermuda is, and look where the Caribbean Listen, Sea is, and you tell of, me how Bermuda fits in the Caribbean Ocean. They're part of they're part of <laughs> they're part of CARICOM. I don't know what to tell you. CARICOM promotes and supports a unified Caribbean community that is inclusive, resilient, competitive, and sharing an economic, social, and cultural prosperity. Okay. Um, by the way, they are they are I think UTC minus four. So. I win that one. Unlike Todd, who did win Man of the People this week, honk, 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 MOP, semicolon T, raise your semicolons in glory. <laughs> raise them up. Um, Todd, another tally on the board, and uh, you control the frosty mug. Yeah, so I'm going to give a handle this week uh, for your phone. Um, I think it's particular to iPhone. But I have not done my research to say if it exists for Android phones. But it is something called a Backbone Wireless Controller. I don't know if you guys have heard of this before. But it is a, a controller that your phone slides in and it's the screen. So the so kind of like a switch. like Except for that the, the piece in the back. There's a piece in the back that holds the two sides of the controller in. And it plugs into the charging port of the phone. Um, and it basically becomes a... A controller for your phone and it comes with a handy dandy app called the backbone app where it'll tell you every game that you can play on your phone based on the subscription services that you have um, on your phone so for example like I have you know Xbox cloud gaming and PlayStation second screen and so like it will tell me like would you like to remote play your PlayStation or would you like to remote play your Xbox or all these games are available on the App Store that you can download that also work with us in addition to here's these other websites like Stadia and all that. And it's a, a really high quality controller for your phone or like gaming controller for your phone that has clickable uh, left and right sticks. It has, you know, the, the dual trigger buttons like an Xbox controller uh, has, you know, it, it has a, a start button, a pause button, and it even has a handy button on it that if you click it, it brings you to the Backbone app as well. Um, out of everything that I've tried for gaming on my phone... It is probably the best, 
the best controller I've played with. You know, unfortunately, it you know it requires you to take your phone out of the case, which because I'm not a uh, hashtag giant case member, it's really easy to take my phone out of the case. But I can imagine like if you're if you have like an OtterBox or something like that, it may not be the best for you. But if you're looking to game with your phone, it it is an excellent option. And then for the Apple version, at least. On the bottom of, of one of the handles is a spot for the uh, lightning port. So you can actually charge your phone while this thing is plugged into your, your charging port of your phone, too. Hmm. That's handy. Interesting. Yes, and also, and also or you could over- probably plug headphones in, too. Yes, it does have Do a that. headphone. J- no, it has actually has a real headphone jack. I was going to actually Ooh. tell you that, Obert, because I, I know you'd like that. It actually has a real headphone port on the other handle. That is nice. That is nice. Um, so how much do these things run run by? How, where, how much are they? I bought mine for it was on it was for sale on Black Friday for fifty bucks. So I got it super cheap. I don't know how much they normally are. I imagine more than fifty dollars. I would hope so. Otherwise, you got a bad deal. <laughs> bad sale. <laughs> regular uh, price sale. A forty five regularly on sale for fifty bucks. A quick. <laughs> A quick Amazon search informs me that they are uh, normally a hundred dollars. There's also the there's also an alternative called the Razer Kishi, which I've tried in the past and I ended up returning it because it was a, it was not a quality controller. But the the backbone has has been great. Um, like I said, I'm not sure if it if it actually works with Android, but for all you app, iPhone users out there, it is excellent. So if you what have an iPhone, what games have you played with it? Have have you? I've, I've streamed my Xbox from it. Uh, I was in my house and I streamed it, which was pretty cool. Um, and then I was out and about and I actually streamed my Xbox to my phone there as well. And then other, uh, yeah, I've just downloaded some random Apple Arcade games that worked with it too, just to see how it how it worked. Um, so far though, it does work really well streaming Xbox. I streamed a PS5 game as well and that was excellent as well. That's cool. It, yeah, and you can actually, you know, if you have like, like Bluetooth headphones or whatever, it'll just come, the sound from your game will come right through your Bluetooth headphones. So no need to actually find a 3.5 millimeter, you know, pair of headphones if you don't have them anymore because the world has kind of forced you to to move on. You can also use Bluetooth headphones too. Neat. Yeah, I thought it was pretty neat. It basically made my phone into like a switch. This whole problem will be solved if they just put buttons back on phones. Just saying. <laughs> it, I don't know why they got rid of every single button you could ever use on your phone. It would. I'm surprised there hasn't been like a phone company that's come out with like a like a gaming phone and been like, this is a if you want to play mobile games on your phone, this is the phone that you need to buy. Right. And it has like buttons on each side. Full keyboard, slide out screen. No, I'm just go. saying button like like switch like switch controllers on each side, like ready to go. I they sold iPhones with full keyboards. I might get one. I don't know. I'm just saying. I miss the keyboard on my phone. I hate te- I hate the stupid on-screen keyboards. Man was not meant to text that way. <laughs> this is the uh, Ober is old segment right now. <laughs> I'm just saying. They designed a keyboard to be used with eight fingers on the keys. Not two and thumbs. Not two thumbs. They would have done... Done it totally differently. You don't do the back swipe the day or anything were, like that. You know, old swipe. man yells at cloud. You know, I the iPhones didn't have swipe for a while, so I, I kind of trained myself to not. Now it has the swipe, but yeah, now it has swipe, and I don't know a single person who uses it. Yeah. What? Oh my! Y'all are living in the 18th century. Like, it, but we uh, us as iPhone I users have swipe. never needed. To, they've never needed. Learn how to swipe, damn it. Swipe, swipe or not, swi- swipe or no the, swiping. The problem is if I'm swiping and it gets it wrong, it's way more wrong than if I'm just typing and I get one letter wrong. Correct. I agree with you, Obert. All right. I, I disagree. And normally it's like, oh, you didn't mean elephant? And then like in the predictive text, it's like giraffe is right there because it's like, ah, it could have been giraffe, you know. How often are you spelling the e elephant and, the and giraffe? G. Yeah. It was it was it was an example, and also your 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 opinion Egg doesn't plant. matter because fine. Are you happy? It's, <laughs> your opinion doesn't matter because you have an inferior phone. I have no. I have. I think. I think everybody says that Android's better than iPhone. I've heard it a million times. I've never heard that. Well, we're not going to rehash that debate Listen. here on the podcast. 
Let's uh, let's just move on to the next handle, <laughs> shall we? Chris and I just both quit the podcast. We're just like, Who's... screw this. Can't work with them. I just get two new co-hosts that have Windows phones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Todd, who are you handing it off to? Um, Obert, because you asked, I'm going to give it to you. I feel like I pick All on right. Chris a lot, so I will give it to you. You do, pretty much every single time that you <laughs> yeah, can. Yeah, I was surprised that you didn't pick me to go first. I was thinking, yeah. it's like, oh, what handle do I want to use? I have so many, Mr. Handle 2021. Anyways, sorry, Obert. <laughs> um, no, I'm just going to go with a show that just completed its third season yesterday, uh, as when we're recording this podcast, and that is uh, Secession, HBO original show. Um follows one family's struggle on top of a corporate empire to to you know keep control of the company and family feuding it's a very dramatic drama that i didn't think it was going to be for me because i'm not normally into dramas like that but uh i turned on one episode and i was probably hooked and then quickly binged all three seasons got caught up just in time for the finale that was this last week like i mentioned and now i have to wait forever for another season which is sad, but at least now I can go and enjoy all the memes while they're fresh, which is important. Um, I, yeah, I really enjoy the show. You know, I've, I've to- toted many HBO handles before. This is another one that I really like. So um, check it out. Secession. I've never watched it, but I've heard good things. Yeah. Yeah. I know Chris will never watch it, but Ted, <laughs> check it out. I, I'm currently watching Billions. So I feel like. Six, I, I don't know Succession storyline, but and I, I don't feel know like Billion storyline. But I but agree I feel with like you, they have I feel like they're to probably similar. Right, I feel like they're not dissimilar, not dissimilar enough to watch them both at the same time. So I will just, I'll just have to wait. Right. Yeah, that's fair. But I think you'll like it. I don't um, know. I've, I've been on a new show kick. Now I don't really have HBO, so maybe, maybe it'll be good. Are you going to watch the new, the new Dexter season? I, I I have to. Um, I probably I've heard good things about that too. I have I have recently as well, but and I the, swore off. I, I was like, I'm not going to watch it. Last yeah, but the issue is that so it terrible. ended so shittily that I'm like, I don't want to watch this new season or this new show. I don't know how many seasons it's going to go on for, but they're just going to build it back up and ruin it again. I just I just get the feeling. I think it's it, I think yeah. it's only well I guess if it makes money it makes money but I thought it was only one season I thought that was like I, the whole the whole thing was it was one season I can't imagine it's just one season I mean if it's a big hit again then yeah they probably will reboot the whole thing I loved Dexter up until the last two seasons probably like I we all agree this. it peaked it peaked at Trinity and then went yeah. off a roller coaster cliff even season five was. It was pretty good. Was good. Yeah. It just wasn't the Trinity Killer. No. Trinity and then from killer. season from season five afterwards, it just nosedived. Yeah. yeah. I don't just. Dis- yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. I want to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. I, stay, stay tuned. Future. I will just say that that <laughs> if at the end of this new series he does not die, I will be upset. <laughs> like, yeah. Like. That's I uh, I never finished the original series. Or it gets like, caught. I mean, one of the two. Yeah. He either gets caught or he dies. Yeah. He can't just live happily ever for ever, forever and after again. Well, before as I slide this frosty mug over to Chris, I have to tell you side story, random side story. I was driving by of all places like a like MMA martial arts gym, not MMA. I guess martial arts gym. Um by me and i saw a sign below the sign for the gym for black rifle coffee company and uh, they must be like an authorized retailer because it's not like there's a coffee bar inside so i'm like i have to to swing in there and check it out but at the same time like even though there's a big sign out front i do feel weird going to a gym and being like can i buy some coffee from you people (laughs) i'm not interested in any of the other stuff like all the other stuff you keep it like (laughs) But I saw the sign, and okay, I'm thirsty. I am like, thirsty. Like, I don't want to learn how to defend myself. I just want to right. drink and be hyper. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Oh, cool. 
Nice. There's also this thing over it called the internet that you could probably just buy it off of and have it sent to you. Yeah. House. Well, the thing is, it's like I've driven by this sign hundreds and hundreds of times, never even realizing what it was. But after Chris told me about it, then like it suddenly I saw it. You know, you go by places like that all the time where you're like, I didn't even know this was there. Okay, Chris, last, last handle. What do you got for us? Well, you know, I hate to go back to back TV shows. You guys have like so much stuff to watch. Um, <laughs> it's the golden age of television. There's a lot it, out there. You know, it really is. It really is. And uh, there's a there's a show that Tud's shaking his head. It is yeah, not the golden that. age just, of television. Just keep going because Tud doesn't agree, but he's wrong. But there's a show that is a Hulu exclusive that uh, Dana was watching that I got hooked into. So this is like apparently how I have to watch new things. Dana has Did to you be catch this it. halfway through the series and then have to watch the whole damn thing? Uh, no, I caught it more towards the beginning of this time. Um, but is a Hulu original called The Great? Have you guys uh, seen or good. heard of or heard of this? Tud has. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's a a, a comedy drama um, based on the rise of Catherine the Great in Russia, um, and uh, it's it's extremely extremely good. Uh, you know, starting from her being a naive. Uh, so-and-so who is uh, uh, married to the, the emperor of Russia to, you know, leading and end, ending up leading the country, you know, spoiler alert, if you don't know the history, but, uh, um, but there's like a lot of uh, funny uh, moments in between there and then, and don't get me wrong. There's some messed up moments too, but like uh, it, it's really entertaining. Really. Uh, uh, there's, there's some decent action. Um, there is some good comedy in there. Uh, I find it very entertaining. So um, if you haven't watched it yet, at season two, we just finished season two, which uh, came out this year. So, um, but there's two seasons out and uh, I, I don't know. I really enjoy it. I think it's good. And uh, I think everybody else should like it too. <laughs> enjoy what I enjoy people. <laughs> it is entertaining. It is. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to go. You got to say about it. I didn't want to go too in depth. No, it's 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 really good. Um, you know, it stars this the the lady. Um, it's it's Dakota Fanning's sister. Right, is yes. the the lead character. Am I supposed to know who that is, or just that the fact that she's Dakota Fanning's sister? You would know her. You ever watched the show? Um, like I think she was in Super Eight, um, Maleficent. Okay. So she in Maleficent, she's Aurora. She's the princess. Okay. I guess I was just asking what her name was, but <laughs> yeah. It's, well, it's, I told you it's Ellie Fanning. Oh, I missed that. Sorry. Uh, I might not have told you. Now I'm just telling okay. you. Now. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you just said Dakota Fanning sister. Anyway, sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to derail. You know, Ms. Fanning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like little Fanning. Baby. No, it's it's <laughs> it's entertaining. Um, it's it. They're like thirty minute episodes. And just to go back to this, we're not in the golden age of television. We're in the golden age, maybe of of shows, but not of television. Television is what? How television... is that? I don't understand how we can be the golden age of shows, but not the golden age of television. Because the golden age of television is considered like the fifties and sixties, and you know, somewhat into the seventies. Okay, but like we're in like the we're in like the golden age of maybe streaming, maybe shows, like maybe. I, I don't know what you want to call it, but it's not... Maybe we're in, like, the gold, golden digital age. I don't I don't know, but it's not television. Okay. Well, there's a Wikipedia article that I linked to you that disagrees, titled, Golden Age of Television in parentheses, 2000s to present. End parentheses. <laughs> Mic drop. Nah. Bullshit. So, Wikipedia doesn't lie. Look at... Okay? Hey, Nate, what's the, what's the second line of the article set? It says it's named in reference to the original golden age of television. There you go. This period has also been referred to as the new second or third golden age of television. So, well, I want to know what the, the I want to know what the the second age in the third age of television is. Does that make sense? Well, I think everybody agrees the golden age of television, the new one, started with Twenty Four and Lost, and brought us to here. I have not watched that, either of those shows. Is that what the article said? No, I haven't read about the article, but the the article says it started with the Sopranos, I which I would either. I would agree. I would agree that the Sopranos would have kicked off okay. what we know as we of go. today. So with that, thank you all for listening. To but it's not the Gold Age of Television. A who's who of things I haven't watched. I watched Friday Night Lights. 
All right, listen. Jason, the one listener that I know will back me up. Jason, I want I want a text message to the group to all of us. Jason's our Chase, Jason's our good friend and he sends us a group text frequently whenever Todd messes something up on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> to tell us why he's wrong. <laughs> no, he he texts other times. <laughs> other times, duh, obviously. <laughs> We're going to get a text message at like 7 a.m. Oh, yeah, as soon as he listens. Drops. As soon as he listens, it's going to happen. But he, awesome. he listens at like wait. 6 a.m. I can't wait. <laughs> and so with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. Uh, we'd like to pr- thank the breweries who provided today's beers. I will thank St. Bernadaris for their Christmas ale. No, sorry. I will thank Belgian Family Brewers for their St. Bernadaris Christmas ale. I would like to thank Hardywood Brewing for their Christmas pancakes. And I want to thank Rogue for the Santa's Private Reserve 2021 Kringle Crusher. Please make sure you head over to all social media and follow us at DAWF Podcast. Also make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Also make sure you head over to Discord and join the conversation over there. And head over to Patreon and for as little as a dollar a month or, you know, However you want to break that out in cents per week, you can subscribe over at Patreon and get an extra episode of Drinking Alone with Friends, uh, small little like 20-minute episodes, maybe 30-minute episodes, just where we drink another beer and we, we have some inside jokes. Um, so head over there, subscribe. It actually helps support the podcast monetarily and helps us afford more beer. Or if you don't feel like get supporting us with actual real-world money, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and a review. And also make sure you're telling your friends and your family about this podcast. Stay tuned for next week where we review uh, holiday mixed drinks or holiday cocktails that you can serve at your holiday or holiday parties. And so with that, my name's Doug. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. A list of like 200 shows on here that are associated with this new Golden Age television. I don't know. I don't know how you can argue with all the stuff out there. That's amazing. Oh, listen. I, like I said, I think that it's a. I think that it should be called something else. Because okay. so here's here's Latin my Age. argument. No, here's my argument. <laughs> here's my argument. The television is no longer the only way to consume any of this and half of this list has come out in the times of the smartphones i don't know if you know any little like little to like not little but like teenage kids they watch all this shit on their phone like this is not television this is it's the golden golden age of street well i it's, watch mine on my television i do but not my kids are